Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Happy New Year and welcome back to Mindset Monday. I'm Gene Zanetti, your coast-to-coast mindset coach. 2020, we want to have 2020 vision. And the best way to kick things off is with the mind diet. Around the New Year's, almost everyone's starting a diet, something to do with food. Well, guess what? Now we're going to do the mind diet. We want you to become a radical optimist. We want to purify your thinking. And we want to untangle and unclutter your mind. So here's how we're going to do it. The mind diet. We could send this on over to you. So... First, what are we fasting from, right? Diets usually are fasting from something. Criticizing, blaming, and complaining. None of that in 2020. You want to have 2020 vision? No criticizing, no blaming, no complaining. And if you catch yourself criticizing, blaming, or complaining, right away, give three things you're thankful for. Because remember, the opposite of depression, the opposite of sadness, is not happiness. It's actually thankfulness. Okay, so you want to be thankful. There is actually probably almost a perfect negative relationship between thankfulness and nerves. In other words, the more nervous you are, probably the less thankful you are. The more thankful you are, probably the less nervous you are. Okay, so attitude of gratitude. Fasting in 2020, at least for the first month, at least through January, even if you're not going to do all 2020, of course I'd recommend all of it, but at least for the first month. 30-day mind diet. No criticizing, blaming, or complaining. Next, No gossiping. Don't talk about people who aren't in the room. No cursing, using bad language. No lying. Say what you mean and mean what you say. And no using the Lord's name in vain. No, oh my God, no OMG. Even derivatives like, oh my gosh, geez, don't say that. Shouldn't be saying Jesus Christ unless it's in prayer. You shouldn't be saying God and then after that saying, damn it, okay? That's all taking the Lord's name in vain. It's a violation of the second commandment. You should never be doing that. But let's really make it a point in January. No gossiping, no cursing, no lying, no taking the Lord's name in vain, or even derivatives, or even writing it down, okay? No sexual humor, no innuendo. A lot of people do this because they're trying to get a laugh out of people. They try to be cool. Use your creativity. Think of another way to be cool. Think of another way to get a laugh out of people. 
Next, we're fasting from watching, listening, or reading anything negative. So nothing that has to do with cursing or sex or violence, gratuitous violence. All right, scrap it. That means songs that you listen to. That means movies that you watch. Any of that. Let's get that out of our minds, right? Remember, we're trying to unclutter our thinking, so we need to do something radical to think differently, okay? We do it with things like food. We got to do it with our mind. Next, finally, the last thing we're, we're, we're abstaining from, that we're fasting from, is using what I call upside-down words. Now, I've never seen any research done about this, but I started to see there are words that are, that are upside-down words, negative words used to describe something good. Like if something's good, we'll say, oh, man, that's sick. Whereas sick is usually not a good word, right? Or, or something happens it's, and we say it was, it, you know, he's wicked fast or he's wicked strong. Maybe in Boston they say that, right? Well, wicked is usually described as something bad. Also, we'll say, you know, he was a nasty athlete, right? Meaning like he was tough. Well, tough is a good, has a good connotation. Nasty has a negative connotation. So let's scrap that, at least for this month. This, is, this, this category of upside down words, this is the least critical. It's the least studied. But... I bet you if we start using positive words to describe positive things, and if we eliminate our neg- these negative words, describing positive things, we kind of invert the order, right? We're calling good evil and calling evil good, right? I think there's something to that, right? Or saying, you know, an athlete, oh, he's a bad man. Well, bad is a negative connotation. So let's stop using upside down words, at least for the month of January. See what happens. Let me know how it goes. I'm curious to hear too. Maybe someone wants to do a, a research paper on that. Have at it. So... Don't use upside down words like sick, wicked, nasty, or bad, unless you're describing something negative. Okay. And then finally, we want to make healthy substitutions. So just like when you have a food diet, right? When we do the mind diet, we're going to substitute some words and some phrases to other more positive, more proactive, more logical and rational words. Okay. So what are some common phrases? The first one, using the words, I should, have to, need to, must, or ought to. Okay, so it almost sounds like a command. It sounds like the, the commandments, right? Thou shall not kill. Thou shall not steal. Now, when it comes to matters in faith and morals, it is absolute. Okay, but when we're talking about day-to-day, going through life, our studies, our training, when we say, our competing, when we say, I should, I have to, I must, I need to, I ought to, it adds more pressure. When I spoke to a mindset coach back when I was competing, he pointed out that when I was describing a match that I lost, I kept saying, I should have done this and I should have done that. And he listened quietly and he said, do you realize you used the word should about 10 times in the last minute? I didn't know. I didn't realize it. And he said, instead, use words like I want to, I will, I'm going to. And it takes a lot of pressure off. It doesn't sound like a Jehovian command coming down on you. Okay, so... You don't, you don't, we don't want to say I should, I have to, I need to, I must, I ought to, because it adds pressure and say I will, or I want to, or I choose to, or I'm going to. You don't have to use all of them. Just pick one of those that works for you and stick with that. Instead of saying, I'll try. Usually that's a cop out. It's just kind of soft, weak language. Instead say, I'm going to, or I will. So imagine you get, you get up on the pull-up bar and you say, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do 20 pull-ups. Don't try to do it. Just do it. Now, look, we understand sometimes we fail. We make mistakes. We're all human, right? So don't feel bad about that. It's not a matter of bragging or being arrogant, but just say, I'm going to do 20 pull-ups. And if, and if you miss, you, you know, you don't, you don't do as well as you thought, that's fine. It's okay. But don't cop out behind try. Do or do not. There's no try, right? Okay, next word substitution we're going to make. Instead of using the word worry, Use the word focus. If you swap that word out, it does the same exact thing, and there's less stress. 
So let's say you have a math test tomorrow. And a lot of times we say, I'm not going to, if we have a math test tomorrow, sometimes we say, I'm not going to worry about English tonight. I'm going to worry about math. Don't worry about anything. What are you focused on? So we're not going to focus on math tonight. We're going to focus on English or vice versa, whatever I said. Right. That's one I strongly encourage you use now on because that's going to really help. We don't want to worry. We want to focus. Not we shouldn't worry. Not we have to not worry. We want to not worry. We choose to not worry. See how the, the words we use are so important. Okay, and then instead of using the words always and never, again, rarely is it the case when we're saying always or that, that the we, it's, that it's even right or correct or accurate to say always and never. Instead, temper your language a little bit. Say usually, often, or rarely. Here's where it bites you in competition. Let's say you make a mistake and you say, I always make that mistake. That's not healthy for you to think like that. Do you really always make that mistake? You never get it right? Well, I did it right the last time I competed. Oh, so you do it right sometimes. So sometimes you make a mistake. You see the difference? It seems like we're counting change and splitting hairs, and we are, right? If you're working with an accountant, you want your accountant to split hairs on the numbers. If you're working with a lawyer, you want your lawyer to split hairs, right? Making a case. Well, same thing with a mindset coach. You come to us, you want us to split hairs to make sure you're thinking positively, proactively, rationally, and very clear. Okay, so let's avoid using... Um, always and never. In the, in the same, in the same line uh, of, of reasoning right there, let's also avoid using everyone or no one. Because again, it's rarely the case that anything is everyone or no one. In other words, nobody likes me. Everyone was laughing at me. No, not everyone was laughing at you. Not no one likes you. You could say most people or you could say few people. But look to avoid those words, everyone and no one. Again, Anxiety has a anxiety and fear have a lot to do with all or nothing thinking and black and white thinking. So temper your word choice. Use your words carefully, not because you should, not because you must, not because you need to or have to or gotta, but because you want to, because you choose to. Okay? So instead of saying everyone or no one, say most people or few people. Another great word change. Instead of saying the word problem, swap that word out and use the word challenge. People don't like problems. People do like challenges. So a simple word change can have a big difference in how you mentally approach a situation. And then finally, the last substitution is stop awfulizing. In other words, making a situation 100% bad. When we use the words terrible, awful, horrible, stinks, or sucks, this is common among kids, I remember being younger, a lot of times, like, oh, this stinks, that sucks, right? What you're doing in that situation is you're, you're making a situation 100% bad. Number one, it's not logical. Things aren't 100% bad because you exist, and existence is better than non-existence, okay? So right off the bat, it's not 100% bad, okay? Next, it's lazy thinking, okay? You look at the most successful people, the happiest people, what you see is they're not lazy thinkers. Instead of saying terrible, awful, horrible, stinks, or sucks and closing your mind on the situation, instead, use more moderate language. Use more realistic, logical language. It's inconvenient. It's frustrating. It's undesirable. It's aggravating. You could even say it's very aggravating. It's very frustrating. It's very undesirable. But really look to stay away from terrible, awful, horrible, stinks, or sucks because, like I said, it's illogical, usually not supported by the facts, 
And it's lazy thinking. Okay, don't be a lazy thinker. The most successful people in any field are not lazy thinkers. The happiest people are not lazy thinkers. They go out of their way to find what they're thankful for or what opportunities they could find. Even when there's a bad situation, most successful people, they look for opportunity. So train yourself to be an active thinker, right? So again, these are the healthy substitutions. And why are the words so important? Because the words are the first link in the chain. Your words impact your thoughts. Your thoughts impact your behaviors, and your behaviors impact your destiny, your outcomes. So the first link in the chain is the words we use. If you clean up your words, you're going to clean up your thinking. Like I said, in 2020, I want you to be a radically optimistic person. I want to purify your thinking. I want to untangle your mind. So it starts with the 30-day mind diet. Like I said, I would love to see you take these changes with you, these, these improvements, these modifications with you for the rest of your life. Unclutter your thinking. Get rid of that anxiety and nervousness and build confidence. Be more logical. Be more realistic. It all helps. Okay, so the 30-day mind diet. Who's going to take me up on the challenge? And then who's going to continue it beyond the 30 days? Let's unclutter our mind and let's start living the life of our dreams. You could do it. I believe in you. Who's with me? We'll see you next week. God bless you. God bless your families. And I pray you all have a great 2020. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.